0: This is such a monumental gospel reading that we have. All of it, obviously, all of the scriptures are inspired by God and are his word. But the the church has seen in this prologue, the beginning of the gospel of St. John, something uh, different, and it, it feels like the kind of thing when it's Proclaimed because of the truths that are that are bound up in here. There, there's such a, an incredible richness in just individual lines here in these 18 verses that it feel like you have have to approach it kind of the way that Moses approached the burning bush, just shoes off and and with um, just a, a reverence because of all that that is contained in here just the the, the whole of salvation from beginning to our adoption as sons and daughters in the life of God. In this, the the, the line that, that we know so well is the declaration from John that the Word became flesh and this is what we're right in the middle of celebrating and how it is that that the word the eternal word that the whole universe can't contain is able to be contained within our human flesh that's the whole mystery of the incarnation how how does the whole life of God find its way to be contained in human flesh, it's absolutely it's impossible, other than than a work of God, and that's the marvel that that the church meditates on and and kneels before during these days of, of Christmas. But in that, re- remember again that that in in the incarnation, the Lord did not only change. That that one human body and 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 and, and person to f- to fit his divine son into him, if you can put it that way, but but all flesh, all humanity, has been changed. In as much as, and you've heard it in in the the, the prayers throughout this Christmas octave, something's happened that that now opens up for us the possibility of a union with God that we had never known before. Always made in His image and likeness, yes. But the, the prayers throughout this octave of Christmas have all kind of been pointing at and moving around that reality of the union of our humanity with God. So it, it happened in in an... A, a, a beautiful, irrepeatable way in the, the union of the Son of God with, with our f- human flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary. But, but it, it affects us because the, that union is, is what's now opened up to all of us. And it, that, that's the, the beauty of, of the whole of the incarnation is that all of our human flesh has received a capacity to hold the divine life within us in a way that, that we could never have imagined God would do. We could have never imagined it was possible. And again, as the church often kind of sums up this whole mystery, God became man so that man might become God, not in a way that we that, that we somehow are suddenly not human and we, we are, like taking the place of God, but, but the whole idea that the union between God and man now is such that, that we are given a full participation in the very life of God. This is all so deep, but it speaks about his love that he would do it. It speaks about your dignity, that, that you, are, you have a capacity for God in this way. And so... I think this, this prologue, it's the kind of thing, if you're, if you're looking for something to, 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 to pray on and go deeper in during these days of Christmas, lest it, it pass by too quickly, here you go. Because there, there's something here that, that is absolutely marvelous and that the church herself has, has, has approached over the centuries with, with a reverence because of, of what's proclaimed here. And so let's ask the Lord just to give us the grace to continue to, to move deeper and deeper into this whole mystery of Christmas as we rejoice in this great love that he has for us, that, that, that he would come among us, that the word would become flesh, and, and in that endow each of us with, with the capacity for a union with, with God that, that is just unheard of.